Hey everyone, are you sick of your Nancy Girl True Crime Podcast? Well, good news, because this isn't creepy. It's just Chad's Coke and True Crime over here. And because it's so manly, we turned it into a contest yeah. where you head over to the subreddit and vote for whoever brought in the biggest creep. And the five devastating L's, the loser has to spin the dread wheel of consequences, oh, no. which has got awesome consequences, such as taking knife chops from Colin Delaney or depositing all your Dogecoin into the Silicon Valley Bank. Bummer. Last week, we traveled back to 1955 when King Carl brought in an OG Chad who was hitting on women and got busted up for it. Hey, where are the white women at? Vindictive Vinny brought in a man who was bombing doctors before it was made cool by Westboro. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Check her out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, the Germans are the best at war. The French have their cuisine. But nobody else gets drunker than the Irish. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny. And joining me, as always, it's hot. Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Wow, that was an exciting intro from Tucker. I got to tell you this since he's come back. Yeah, this, this is the style. I love the style. I love what you're doing, Tucker. Tucker, baby. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. I feel like I have to match that energy now. Ah, not really. I don't care. Yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah. I'm pretty pumped to be here today, even though the results of last week's poll, I was not really thrilled about. Let's Carl. take a look, Vinny. Last you week. Got, can you pull that one up for us? I want to take a look at it. We did the biggest screen from 1955. Uh-huh. And hey, look at that girl, 88 to 58. <laughs> <laughs> Because of ruse out there. Here's the problem, Carl, and I really should call you out on this. You do take the lead in this round. You're now up two to one. But the problem is, sir. What's the problem? You nominated more than one person. Oh, that's not a problem. You're, that's against the <laughs> rules. You're only supposed to have one person. That's bullshit. You know it. It's not. I'm giving you the win. I'm letting you fucking cheat right in front of me. It's bullshit, and you know it, buddy. Yeah, that should be a rule. Only one. Creep. That should be a rule. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's a rule from now on. Okay. Pull that shit again, hamburger. <laughs> well, Pull that shit again. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to do that by nominating the biggest creep from the Emerald Isle. And to do to start off the festivities, Carl, uh, let's remind everybody that Super Chat Monday. It and then you need to ring Monday. that bell. It is Super Chat monday today and i think we have some super chats to read if you want to get into that real quick okay let's do it and then we'll hit the bell our boy uh our folks over at ase presents 
It's mint salad. Is that mint? Yep. My biggest Irish creep nomination is the leprechaun from the movie Leprechaun. <laughs> that's a pretty mint. good one, yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one. I'm sure that's who Carl picked. Michael C says, thank you for the $5, says the Emmett Till challenge for the Wheel of Consequence. Loser has to undergo the same punishment as Emmett. That's pretty good. I like that. Although I think there's a law against that now. What uh, was that in Mississippi? Mississippi, yeah. yeah. What's the, the consequence? Go to Mississippi? Yes. Correct. In blackface. Dude, I would. I, <laughs> un- oh, they fucking built you a statue. Um, unironically, I've, I've mentioned this. My wife is from Alabama. Yes. And the folks in Alabama, their only point of pride is that they're not Mississippi. That's funny. It is like, well, at least we ain't Mississippi. Yeah. It's like how uh, New Yorkers look at New Jersey and are like, oh, look at that piece of shit. It's like, dude, you, you live on Long Island. Get right. yourself. <laughs> you can still smell it from Long Island. Yeah. You can smell Jersey from there, so you're part of it. All right, Carl, can you do me a favor? Ring the bell and let's get going. All right. Creepiest Irish person is the category today. And uh, the victim that I'm presenting to you is not only from Dublin, but she was born on St. Patrick's Day. Elaine was born in Dublin in 1976 on St. Patrick's Day, no less. Growing up, she was bullied quite a lot at school, resulting in her developing a number of mental health issues and having to be hospitalized in psychiatric care. All right, so you got this sad sack woman who's being bullied all the time. She's not an attractive person by any means. In August of 2012, she disappears. Oh, no. She just goes missing. And they don't know where she is. They do find her car. And her car is uh, over by a park, which is next to a cemetery where her mom is buried. And there is someone who said that they saw her crying at the grave site of her mom. Okay. Now, the police did find her car in that park. And it was assumed... There's cliffs there. There's dangerous cliffs in Shingana Park. It was assumed that she had she had jumped to her death, given her mental health history, history of self-harm. And earlier the day she went missing, she had actually been released from a psychiatric hospital after she entered one for having suicidal thoughts. So it seemed to fit. But they found no body. Right. So they're searching for her. They can't find a body. So they assume it's suicide, but they don't know. This is the best way to fake your death. They don't know what's going on. Leave your car by a body of water. A year later, August 2013. Act all sad. A very warm year. And the water levels aren't what they normally are there in Ireland. And they discover a, a bag in the water. It was an extremely dry summer. And the reservoir levels are dictated by the weather and the water use within Dublin. So it was, um, it was the lowest I'd ever encountered it. And then eventually I snagged a part of the rope and pulled up the rope and there was a couple of sets of handcuffs and leg restraints on it. And next thing we found a mask. It was just a leather strap basically that went around and came around this way and then down and there was a ball that's placed in your mouth. So they find this bag full of uh, fun sex toys. Inside handcuffs, leg restraints, a uh, ball gag. Some would also call those uh, tools of torture. Yes, correct, Vinny. I, I like that you understand where this is going. I'm glad you figured that out. That's very good. So 
They go because these people. Maybe just, I could be a detective someday, Carl. <laughs> I doubt it. These people find this background check would what be, would be rough for you. All right. <laughs> All right. So they uh, they find this, and then uh, investigators go and find even more shit. So he alerted the Irish police, the Gardaí, and then they hopped by the reservoir and did some digging of their own. And what did they find? Well, more handcuffs, keys, a leather mask, a knife, and an inhaler. They also found a supermarket loyalty card, which turned out to be Elaine's. Oh, so now they're tying this to Elaine, who has been missing for a year at this point. And they say, okay, well, there's some evidence. There's some foul play going on here. Certainly. Around the same time. We found this uh, blockbuster card. There's a dog a trainer in a, in a park that's 20 minutes away from where they found this uh, this evidence. And the dog finds these bones and uh, brings it back to the, the owner. And uh, they assumed it was like a deer or something. Well, it turns out they were the remains of Elaine O'Hara. And they discovered that through dental records, only a third of her body remained. The rest of it was eaten by animals. Ashes to ashes. Yeah. So they find out there's a connection with Elaine and this guy named Graham Dwyer. Graham Dwyer is a married man. He has three kids. And they were both on this BDSM site. I guess Graham's a big fan of BDSM. Aye. And they were uh, they were friendly on there. And actually, they were having an affair. But she broke it off. Okay. And then he and decided, then she lost her inhaler, had an asthma attack in the woods, and died. He reached out to her because he missed her. Okay. They had a relationship from 2007 that ended late 2008, but began again in 2011 with a text from Graham that said, This is an old friend. We used to play together, and I miss it terribly. Would love to catch up. Fuck this dude. Elaine replied, I'm not into blood anymore. But he sure was. Violent homemade sex videos and fragments of emails were retrieved from both their laptops. In some videos, he was having sex with her while she was gagged, and he was stabbing her. So his fetish, I'm not going to kink shame here, he liked to stab people while he's fucking them. I feel like we should kink humiliate this person. This I think you terrible. might be right. Yeah, sorry. So here are some of the text messages that they retrieved from this guy to Elaine. Uh, I want to stick my knife in flesh while I'm sexually aroused. I would like to stab a girl to death sometime. Seems excessive to me. Jesus. Uh, still dying to knife someone. He's on fucking front street with this. Stab, stab, rape, kill was one of his text messages. Seems a little aggressive. I actually said that to a uh, a late Grubhub driver once. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> very upset. Uh, this is a fun one. It will all be worth it when I kill you, smiley face. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Important to get that smiley face in there. And then it says, uh, I'm your secret killer. My urge to rape, stab, or kill is huge. You have to help me control or satisfy it. And the last one here is, uh, you will have stab wounds. You know the drill. Last few did not bleed. These will. So this is a guy who's getting off on on stabbing this this woman and other women as well. But she keeps going back. She they had a relationship for like a year and change, right? Right, because she's a fugly, mentally <sighs> handicapped woman, right? Who really just is looking for affection, and she can't find it 
anywhere. So she's the going only on this you're side. telling me she is so ugly. The only affection that she can find is a man who will stab her with knives in the woods. Yes, correct. That's what I'm telling you right now, Vinny. She didn't like it, but she didn't have much of a choice. I'm not victim blaming here. That was the only place to go. So this is what's interesting about this, Vinny, is that you find the evidence of this woman's body in the woods somewhere, but they have no idea how she died. And she did have suicidal tendencies. And she, you know, obviously she had a lot of problems. So the prosecutor has to somehow prove that it was actually this Graham Dwyer guy who killed her. The prosecution said that the evidence pointed to a plan by Graham to commit and get away with murder. He had used Elaine's low self-esteem to manipulate her and he had a desire to kill. They said Elaine was not a willing participant in sexual violence. She repeatedly expressed her wish not to be stabbed and not to be beaten by him. She only wanted companionship, love, and ultimately a child. She's the <laughs> dumbest person in the world. Well, at least this is the dumbest person in the world. Yeah, I know. At least he stopped her from procreating, though. Thank fucking God for Are that. Are you serious about this relationship? Are you just going to stab me again? <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you you listen, honey? I want to don't want to meet. I want to put it in all seven of your holes. I only have three. Oh, I see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm sorry, cut you off. What were you saying there? Vinny? No, I was going to say you do not want to meet the uh, father or mother of your child on a BDSM website. No, definitely not. It's not. <laughs> it's not Tinder, not, kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She want, listen, I don't want to get stabbed again. I just want to cuddle. <laughs> Are you insane, lady? Can we fuck without the knife, or how does that? No? Okay, I'm just asking. By the way, these uh, clips that I'm playing are from... Stab, stab, kill, kill. From that chapter on YouTube. So thank you, that chapter, for supplying this information. Let's see what happens to our buddy uh, Graham Dwyer here. In March 2015, Graham Dwyer was convicted in a unanimous verdict, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Sentenced to life in prison. However, the way they obtained this information is illegal by EU law. Because they went through his phone without his permission. Oh, and they have all these privacy laws in the okay. EU now. Okay. So um, where is he now at his house? In 2018, they appealed this. And it was a highly controversial case. Some people questioning the reliability of the evidence presented and the fairness of the trial. However, the conviction was upheld on appeal in 2018. And that's a good thing because this wasn't the only woman that was getting stabbed and fucked by this guy. You know, during the trial, a number of witnesses actually came forward, female witnesses who said, yeah, Graham did similar stuff to them, minus the murder part. But he was um, he was on the road to killing probably multiple people if he hadn't actually been caught. So that is my Irish creep, Graham Dwyer, who likes to go out with girls, stab them while he's fucking them. It's, that sounds like a creep to me. And also, I want to uh, mention in the chat here, we need a victim-blaming stinger. Yeah. That is a good idea. Yeah, Carl. We should get a victim-blaming stinger. If only I knew stinger. a guitar player. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've written a stinger or two in my day. Hey, we had a uh, super chat up there, too. We did. Let's let's hit that. That came from Richard Lucas. Oh, Richard Lucas. Lucas. Hey, what's up, buddy? Then we were talking about who we were going to nominate. He said, is it the guy who cut off his hand in Banshees of Sheeran? What's the point? Didn't see the movie, Richard. I'm sorry, pal. I've got no answer. Thank that. you for the $5. You're a great <laughs> much appreciated. All right, Vinny, who's your creep? Who's your Irish creep? 
Oh, Carl, to tell the story of my Irish creep, we need to go back to March 31st of 1926. Oh, that was a good year. Not for the McDonald family. Okay. Uh, my creep today, his name is Henry McCabe. He's the gardener who lived with his wife and nine children in a place called uh, Malahide. On uh, that morning that I mentioned, March 31st, he alerted the fire brigade that his employer's mansion was on fire. Mm -hmm. Now, this mansion was a very, very big house, very famous. These people were pretty rich. They lived in a seaside resort town a little bit north of Dublin. Now, Shit. please pepper my whole story with that. I'll be fine with it. I love it so much. If the, the occupants were the McDonald family, it's two brothers, Peter and Joseph, their sisters, Annie and Alice. Their family had a ton of money. None of them ever got married. They all lived in the house together. Little weird, right? Sure. Okay. Now, McCabe says he comes to work, and this is what he told the newspaper. It seemed to me that smoke was coming from the top of the house was, uh, was excessive. So I went to the back door, and uh, I saw flames and other signs that things were not as they should be. So I set <laughs> off what, So I set off quick to Maldehyde and called the fire brigade. That's what he told them. He said he showed up. He uh, broke through the back door, saw all the fire, went yeah. to get the fire brigade. I like that there were other things, too. Yeah. I mean, my house is on fire, and other stuff was bad, too. Yeah, not his house, though. It's his boss's house. Right, right, right. So first people get to the house is a, a police sergeant and a local guy who lived not far from there. When they got to the scene, they saw that the house was pretty much going up in smoke. They found the front door was locked, but when they looked in the window, they saw uh, one of the servants who worked there, James Clark, lying still and naked on the floor. Hmm. They broke the window, pulled him out, and they discovered that he was already dead and cold. Oh, wow. So that's kind of interesting. How yeah. would you be cold if everybody's dying of smoke inhalation? Okay. So while they're doing this, my boy Henry McCabe came back to the scene as they're pulling this guy out of the house. He reportedly stood by a tree smoking a cigarette, complaining, going, oh, I didn't need this shite today. Just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Not helping ruin. anybody. Yeah. Not helping anybody at all. So they pull six bodies from the house. The fire brigade searching all the rooms. They smell like heavily uh, this stuff called paraffin, which is a known accelerant. They notice the fire was more intense in some of the rooms. Hold on a second, Vinny. I think someone set this fire on purpose. I think you want to be a detective. I think I should be a detective. Carl, you get a bingo. Thank you, buddy. But as they're going through this, <laughs> yeah. they find some other things that are interesting. They find that Peter McDonald's body, one of the owners of the house, was found full was found naked in his room from the waist down. <laughs> not touched so by the That's the worst way to find a guy half naked, by the way. Yeah. Donald from Duck the in waist it. Down. He's fucking yeah. Donald Duck just not laying good. on his floor. Not good. No fire in the room. He's not touched by the fire, but he has head wounds, and there's a blood-stained fire poker laid next to him. Okay. Okay. So this is who they found dead. The brothers, Joseph McDonald and Peter, the sisters, Annie and Alice, uh, two workers, Mary McNowan and James Clark, the guy that they dragged out at first. So they are already suspicious. The house is burning down, collapses in on it. Like parts of it collapse in. So a murder investigation starts. Now, this is a 1926 murder investigation. So it's not super great. And Ireland. And Ireland. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that they noticed I don't is, know a lot of people from Ireland, but all the people I know from there are not smart. That's all I'm going to say. They start talking to Henry, and they're like, Henry, you're the first one here. 
how did what did you see? And he goes, well, I came around to the back door and I saw that the back door had been broken into. Okay. And they weren't really convinced of that story because during this investigation, a few other things they noticed. Hmm. Uh, that door was broken from the inside. Interesting. Not the outside. Okay. So clearly staged. Who would stage that? Hmm. Okay. Then they notice after they do the postmortem, arsenic. All of these people had ingested arsenic. Then they also noticed that uh, the victim, James Clark, should have bled more and concluded that he had been killed elsewhere and was moved back into the house. They also came See, to you the started this by saying this was a bad investigation. You're like, hey, it's 1926. You know, this is what they did. It sounds like yeah. it's pretty buttoned up, actually. Yeah. Well, they came, they came to the conclusion that all things considered that these people were dead before the fire was started. Major crimes. They start talking. Shit. They start talking to another housekeeper who had just left working there and said that there was normally a considerable amount of jewelry in the house. There was no jewelry, no valuables found anywhere in the house. Okay, good. Now, the same housekeeper also noticed that day that Henry McCabe was wearing Peter McDonald's trousers. Oh, that's where they went. Okay, well, <laughs> I was wondering where those went. Yeah. So now everybody's going, "What the fuck?" The suspicion is turned down to the is turned to Henry for the first time after they said he's wearing the guy's pants. What? <laughs> now, three days after the fire, they arrest this guy, and one of the things that they found in the house was a safe that was open, and this housekeeper had told the police that uh, McCabe kept not McCabe McDonald had kept the keys to that. And uh, he was the only one who had keys to that safe. Well, what do you know? When they bring old Henry the gardener in, he had the fucking keys in his pocket. And well, it's his that he brought to the fucking Makes sense. Thing. Yeah. So he ends up confessing. He spent days poisoning these people mm -hmm. and they wouldn't die quick enough. So he waited until they were all getting very, very sick. He went in and beat them all to death. Robbed the place blind. Dude, you got to have patience with these kinds of things. When you're trying to murder an entire family, like, take your time. Yeah, he took his fucking time. He took his goddamn time on this. Now, he he confesses to all of it. One of the th reasons why he stole the pants was because when he was doing one of the murders, he shit himself. Oh, okay. So he was like, oh, I, need, I can't commit murder in these pants. I need to change them. So he stole the guy that he just murdered's pants well, and left his shitty pants in part of the house that got burnt down. Hold on a second, Benny. Can I get a it is she? <laughs> yeah, that is that is literally uh some she hold on a second though, Benny. You said that he couldn't murder people wearing shitty pants. You can't do anything wearing shitty pants. That's true. I wouldn't go to a Walmart. If I had shit my pants that day, that was his defense. You got to change everything you're doing. He was that like, happens. these couldn't be Peter McDonald's trousers. They're filled with shit. <laughs> right. My shit. Um, so lawyers argue that this confession was coerced by the police mm -hmm. and it gets thrown out and they, they ban the confession and they still take him to trial. They brought in 60 witnesses. One of the witnesses was a jailer who testified that he was asking that Henry McKay was asking him to tell his wife to please lie about the pants. Could you please tell him that Mr. McConnell gave me the pants? Right. And he told this to the jailer. Okay. That's dumb. Yes. Very, very <laughs> Not dumb. A good move. He is a bad, he's a good murderer. 
Yeah. Well, he's bad at covering of. it up. I mean, I don't know if he's that good at it. He's, he's a going to kill the multiple ways. A dirty, dirty liar and a filthy she- man who shit his pants. She- and uh, he was sentenced to hang within one hour of jury deliberation. <laughs> nice. So that went pretty well. Funny fact about this case. Yeah. Five years after, nobody had any idea what he did with all the jewelry and the money. Oh. And another garden that he worked in at this house had gone to disrepair. Knew some new owners. They tore out a bunch of stuff that this guy had planted. Yeah. They found all these people's jewelry buried and shit there. Oh, he's trying to make a bracelet tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hiding it. So there he is, ladies and gentlemen. That's my creep, Henry McCabe. He's the gardener who murdered the whole family. And the only reason that they think he did it was because they had talked about selling the house and he didn't want to lose his job. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So he was. By the way, murdering your employee, your employers will also have you lose your job. Just so you know. Not if you have all their jewelry and all their money. Yeah, but you still lose your job. You might not need a job anymore if you still lose it. (laughs) I think that was the end goal, Carl. Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right. So listen, man, I am ready to go with some who are these creepos. Lay it on me, son. Oh, is it that time already? Who are these creepos? That's right, Vinny. Who are these creepos? It's a segment we do every week on the creep off. Do you know why we do this segment, Vinny? Because we're the best. We are the best true crime show out there. And we can say that till we're blue in the face, and we do. But we all also, day. We, I say it in my sleep. Oh, uh, my wife says, Carl, enough about the creep off being the greatest true crime show. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not even done yet. Not Carl, close to done yet. who are you kidding? You don't even mention the creep off on your other show. She has no idea I do the creep off. She's like, where do you go on Mondays? I'm like, they, don't, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Speak with spoken to you. <laughs> now sing. <laughs> we can talk about how great we are until we're blue in the face, Vinny. But we need to prove it. And I'm petty enough to do that one true crime podcast at a time. And this week I present to you a show called Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime. Oh, you can't have true crime without some booze. With your host, Brianna Whitehead, and her husband, Wade. That's right. We have a married couple. This is according to their Instagram page. True crime podcast featuring drunk married couple, Wade and Bree. Tune in every Tuesday for gnarly murders and spooky stories. Again, with the fucking spooky stories. Why do people think that spooky stories are true crime? Why is a paranormal paranormal shit not its own goddamn category? That's a great question. Maybe one that you could ask a subreddit on a Monday night sometime. I don't tell people what I do on Monday nights, try Carl. I'm <laughs> trying to figure that out. That's a good one tonight, by the way, folks. 8 o'clock, subreddit surfing. What are you doing? Can you tell us or no? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Tales from the pizza guy. Wait, what? Yeah, there's, there's a, a whole Reddit- subreddit for pizza delivery guys. Yeah, and all the bullshit that they deal with from people <laughs> like me. That's hilarious. We're gonna be discussing that tonight. So tune in today. And I believe Dr. Steve has joined us because he used to be a pizza delivery guy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What has Dr. Steve not done in his life? God damn it. I don't know. Help people survive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get an angry text. I'm gonna get an angry text now. Oh, we love you, Steve. We love you, Dr. Steve. Thanks for getting me into the Mark Norman show. Dr. Steve, you're the best. All right. Oh, speaking of the Mark Norman show. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Can I tell you? Can I Vinny t- hosted Mark Norman this past week? And I went to the show on Friday and uh, Mark's fantastic. Vinny's fantastic. Oh, shucks. Um, Carl, I didn't know how you got Mark Norman's manager to put you on the list. I okay. didn't know the story. Yeah. Um. So I assumed 
And I had known that you had also had some correspondence with Mark about possibly doing WATP. And Correct. he does a lot of podcasts. He is like the nicest guy on the, in the world. Correct. So your seats were right outside of the green room. Mm -hmm. And I jokingly walked into the back and I opened the door and Mark was saying, that. I go, Jesus Christ, Mark, you put Carl on the guest list. Okay. And he looked up to me and goes, who's Carl? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He did put me on the guest I list. I tell introduce you how hard I fucking popped laughing. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's great. Holy shit. Look who's here, everybody. Wow. What a treat. Oh, oh. Well, the creep off. What's up, Cardiff? Oh, I must have clicked the wrong link. Welcome to the show. You Can I help a lot you? Of wrong links, Cardiff. I oh. see everywhere. Sorry. Hello. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking about how uh, Mark Norman still doesn't know who Carl is. Thank, I, I thank goodness. Oh, I talked to him. He did uh, a he did a promo for my show, so he knows me. Yeah, I know him too. I I mean, this is the second time I've done a weekend with him. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can already hear people saying I'm ruining the creep off too. I'll let you. Hi. Later, Bye. Cardiff. <laughs> Bye, Cardiff. <laughs> Why did he come out just now? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I may have set up the wrong link. That's funny. I may. I honestly. That's really brother. funny. <laughs> He's laughing his ass off. Yeah. All right. So, dude, I don't know what he does for a living, but he should be fired. I know. I, I, I actually know. know what he does for a living now. You do know what he does. I for know a, a lot of shit. Get him back out here. I got questions for him. No, not doing it on the creep off. You're not doing it. You can come on subreddit surfing if you'd like to. Cardiff. Yes. Does your employer know that you spend 25 hours a day on the internet? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I should leave. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to so this. So he has a fucking, he can get into my account. He's putting himself on the show. Like he's literally just did that himself. I didn't even do that. Motherfucker. And he's laughing so hard right now. Oh, this is a problem. That is one bad potato right uh, there. So yeah, it was a really good weekend. It was a lot of fun. And that was uh, your big story that Mark Norman didn't know who I was. Yeah, it was just really well timed <laughs> with all things Mark Norman. Well timed. It's great. Who? Who's Carl? <laughs> yeah, who's Carl? <laughs> is Mark Norman doing a Mark Norman impression? I get the sense that he is. He really talks like that. Yes, he does okay. the whole time. And, you know, I will say this. Yeah. The coolest thing about this weekend, he's filming his Netflix special Thursday. Oh, cool. So he was so uh, what you saw getting prepared for that. That was he he was running the special all week. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's a great set. He's hilarious. It was pretty it was pretty phenomenal, actually. Some great jokes. Yeah. He he had a bad audience when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was struggling a little bit. At the end, he had to like fill time. So he's like, I'll just I guess I'll just take questions from the audience. It was so weird because like he was like half the audience was quiet. And I was like, Well, when I was up there, the whole audience was quiet. <laughs> Come on! <Yeah>. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> this half and that half. Yeah, um, the whole thing was well. Somebody silent. somebody asked him why he kept touching his head during the set. He goes, oh, "I'm sweating my ass off. You guys aren't laughing at anything." Yeah, the worst. <laughs> well, it really was. It was like the left side of the room was dead. It was like trying to do comedy to like a busted out stereo. Yeah, it would just be like weird, shitty sounding spurts of laughter from one side, and like the perfect sound on the other. People who get comedy. <laughs> It was very strange. It was weird. It was a weird crowd. All right. Back to this fucking shit podcast. Booze, bullshit, and true crime featuring Bree and Wade. Let's check out the intro. You are listening to Booze, Bullshit, and, and true, true Crime. Okay. I'm Bree. I'm Wade. 
I'm going to talk about some gnarly shit. Pretty good intro right there. I can already tell you this is going to be a professional show. They're buttoned up. They're ready to go. They're going to talk about some gnarly shit. They're going to talk about some gnarly shit. Strap in, everybody. Now, when you hear Bree there, you'll be shocked to know that she suffers from mental problems. This is an episode from May of 2020. Also, it's been a long time. No talk, listen, whatever the fuck. We didn't record last week. Yeah, and I didn't even know that we didn't. I am going to be honest. Everything with this coronavirus, having to quarantine for so long on top of like all the present issues already existing in my life kind of came to a head last week and I was very overwhelmed and I might have had a panic attack. So I'm sorry, guys. I hope you understand, but it was a hard week. Oh, oh, it was a hard week. I have a panic attack every time I come here and I see how much bigger Vinny has gotten since the previous week and I'm still able to push through and do a show. They call me double down. <laughs> you got to suck it up and do the show every week. I double in size. Go fuck yourself. Asshole. <laughs> it's will... exponential. This guy You're just a piece of shit. I hate you. He's an so... dump. It's unbelievable how big this guy could get. And yet I'm able to somehow persevere and do the creep off. Even so, I don't know if you picked up on this, but this Brie woman, she's a real uh, lip smack McGee. Nope. Uh, uh... I hate that. Nope. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, who it's are these- not quite Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I don't hear who are these podcasts this week, but Andy brought in these clips of Mike Tyson. He ate an eighth of mushrooms live on Logan Paul's show and then spent 30 minutes trying to chew down these disgusting, gross, dry mushrooms and would not drink a sip of water, even when requested. Refused. Refused I got to tell it. you. I really enjoyed this last this so WAT. Dude, night. I was so uncomfortable during that. Can we uh can I can I bring it up on this show? Cause I just need to comment. Yeah. The motherfucker pulled this. I got beat up shit twice. Dude, the Chad Zumak thing. I this is very unprofessional. I'm getting sidetracked twice during my presentation. Who here. cares? It's fucking bullshit, booze, bullshit. I know. And this lady fucking lip smacking. We get it. They're so, not good, Carl. So Rover. Who from- are these podcasts? They're shit. Rover from Rover's Morning Glory is the one who blew this wide open. And I don't think Chad wanted this to have happened. I forgot that dude was from Cleveland. I totally forgot there was any connection with him and Chad Zumach. They're on in Rochester again. They were, they, Rochester was like their second biggest market as far as uh, popularity. Yeah. Used to do remote I've known who time. Rover is for at least 10 years. Yeah. These, well, oh, way more than that because he took over Stern in 2005. Okay. Right? No. In in Rochester, oh, maybe 2006. Who cares? All right. Anyway, the point is, Rover blew this whole Chad Zubak thing wide open by explaining that Chad's already trying to pull this shit where he got jumped by two guys who were like, don't fuck with Kumia. And then back in 2015 or whatever it was, he pulled the same shit saying the two guys jumped him outside of a movie theater. Don't fuck with Rover. He is a compulsive liar and not a good one. He's really bad at lying. This Chad Zumix guy. Um, Carl, that's the funniest goddamn thing. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, I first got the scoop on Cardiff stream, and I was so happy oh, to right. listen to WATP to get your take on it. But I uh, we talked about it last week a little bit on our bonus episode that we did. Yep. And uh, I thought we'd just visit it again real quick. So back to this 
broaden her husband. All right, let's talk about Bree. She has to fly somewhere without Wade. And she's not sure that she can pull this off. And usually I have you to depend on to like get to the terminals and know where I'm going because I get super overwhelmed and I'm all on my own. So I'm going to fucking do it, yo. You know what to do. Yeah. They got big ass screens everywhere that tells you what the fucking flight is, where the fuck to go. I only have one transfer and it's in Vancouver, so and, and I'm going to your layovers part. are long enough to where you don't have to stress about it. I can't remember how long my layovers. Six, Six hours? Mm-hmm. And then my other flight is what, like half an hour or something? Because it's from Vancouver to yeah. Nass Valley. Oh man. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm noticing right away, Carl. Yeah. When these shows usually have booze or wine or something in the title. Mm-hmm. These people usually open up their first sip or something of it, or uh, they invite for the first time on the show. Yep. These people were shit drunk hammered before they turned on the microphones. Am I wrong? Well, here is uh, some evidence of what you're talking about here. It is 1142 AM. I have not had breakfast. I am halfway through my cup of coffee and I have another coffee cup right next to it in front of me while we're recording filled with wine. So happy Tuesday. And I'm just stunned. I'm that too. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing that I'm fascinated by, Vinny. Podcasting is not as easy as we make it look. And I think you'd have a better chance of pulling it off if you weren't high and drunk while you were trying to do it. Is that what I'm fucking up? Is that, that might be the reason. That might be the reason why a lot of people are not doing a great job with their true crime podcast. All right. Note taken. Did you notice the dynamic between these two? She's like, I, uh, I got to fly there. I'm not even sure. He's just like, whoa, fucking look at the fucking sign. Fucking what the fuck, man? Fucking signs and shit. I Mindy, bet you they had a beautiful wedding. You ever talk to Jess about starting a true crime podcast together? I bet she brings it up, right? She wants to podcast with you. No. <laughs> no. You don't think that's a good idea? No. You don't think that would work out well? No. I don't think she would be into it at all. Dude, listen to the Wait, he. This is the thing. This is what people do when they try to podcast and do what we do. We make it look too easy. This is going to, I'm just going to get into the case and everything that happened on the, you know, Berman, his missing wife, the other two cases. I'm just going to kind of, and how, yeah, how everything's kind of connected and what's going on here. So, uh, days after, Berman's uh, murder police were reportedly like reported that they were examining like connections between Durst and the dis- disappearance of an 18 year old uh, Lynn. I cannot say this last uh, Scholes. Scholes, yeah. From uh, Middlebury, uh, Vermont. This is a fucking disaster. Vinny. This is terrible. <laughs> That's one of the worst <laughs> Why does this guy think like I should probably be a podcaster? He can't even form a sentence. So it's not good. It's not a good presentation. God damn it. And they're also stupid. Many of these victims were thought to have been killed in Holmes building. He owned that was three miles west of the 1893 World Fair Columbian Exposition in Chicago, which it's some big traveling thing that goes to different areas. It's the World Fair. Yeah, it's the World Fair. Um, I think it's in it's in Europe or France or somewhere. The World Fair actually did it on like a boat, and the boat is still out in the water. Talk about retarded. Talk about retarded. I don't think that's right. <laughs> what? I, that's right. <laughs> I think the World Fair is actually in Europe or France on a boat. Hear me out. <laughs> 
fuck are they talking about? Did he like think a carnival cruise was? The <laughs> I think so. Yes. Oh, these two suck. Oh, uh, it's not good. And before they get into the true crime stuff, Vinny, it's very important to tell you. I think it's a boat. It's still out there. Or something. <laughs> it's very important to tell you mundane bullshit that no one could possibly care about. We got a lot of uh, cucumber plants and squash plants growing in our greenhouse right now. Cucumbers. Yeah, I mean, we got like. Four, five cucumber plants, four uh, long neck yellow squash plants, and four regular uh, squash plants. And two different kinds of sage and rosemary and two different kinds of parsley and chamomile and lemongrass and all kinds of shit. Lemon balm. Who <gasps> fucking cares? Listen, unless it's the plant from Little House of Horrors, I don't think you should be talking about a true crime show. No one gives a shit where you're growing and your farm. Or in your garden. In their little greenhouse. Boy, listen. These two sound insufferable together. <laughs> Could you imagine? Raymond Smith says they're kind of growing on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they got a new fan. That's good. Well, you enjoy that show. I'm happy for that. I, I do not like their dynamic. No, it's this would not be a couple you'd want to hang out with. He's already boring and annoying. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just listing other boring things like all excited sage and parsley. Ugh. Um, so he would literally like steal cadavers from the medical school. And what's the word when you uh like destroy something? He would desecrate or he would fuck up the body, basically. That's the word. Yes. Fuck up. That that you got it. You nailed it there, Bree. Congratulations. That's my presentation this week. Booze, bullshit, and true crime with Bree and Wade. How do I put this? Not good. Not good. Not good. Not a good show. Uh, how many stars do we give it, Carl? I give it three and a half. Three and a half stars from <laughs> three Carl. Three and a half stars. That means it might be revisited on WATP. Out of a hundred. Oh, damn. God damn. Carl, you ready for some voicemails? Yeah, it's the voicemail time. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. The Syracuse men's basketball team didn't make the tournament this year. Don't worry, though. You can see all the exciting Syracuse basketball action in the women's NIT tournament. Check out all the fun action on C-SPAN 7. <laughs> see you in Syracuse. Is there really a women's NIT tournament? Is that a real thing? Do you know? Uh, I hope not. That's insane. Because I imagine that is a money piss. Dude, I have to tell you, there's a the restaurant that I enjoy going to, uh, like on Wednesdays or Thursday nights, because they have a lot of TVs and they have the games on. And I've been talking about this for a while. Sports bars are not what they used to be. No. Because what they do is they get all females to work there, because that's what guys who like sports want to look at they want to look at females behind the bar sure problem is the females behind the bar think that the game you want to watch is on espn it is not i can't tell you how many times i've sat down and looked up and seen women's college basketball on fucking television like espn what are you doing what the fuck are you doing there's so many real sports on right now I, if it was the xfl i'd be like all right well whatever at least it's football women's college basketball is what I'm watching at a sports bar. Go fuck yourself. I cannot argue with you. I, one it's bit. so annoying. And I, every time I, I make jokes about it out loud, I'm like, oh, God, 
Thank God they have the fucking UConn women's team on. Thought I was going to miss this game. The lady volunteers. Let's go, Tennessee. <laughs> All right. Here's an impression of me at this bar after I sit down. Hey, can you turn the Sabres game? Uh, what the fuck is going on here? You guys know you guys ever heard of hockey? The NHL? That's way nicer than I assumed it would be. I thought it would have started with, hey, hey, tart. Hey, cut lips. Get over here with the remote. Um, Carl, first voicemail today. Here we go. All right. All right. Two ideas for the wheel of consequences. Okay. First one, the Rochester Batman. One of you spends the afternoon running around <laughs> Rochester in your all your fun little places out there yeah. doing random acts of kindness for people. And God, I hope it's Vinny because I want to see his badass in a Batman costume. The other one, uh, six-hour car live stream just because I want to see Carl's bitch ass, you know, spend time in a fucking car. Well, Carl already has that one, so he has to drive to Gary, Indiana. I love the Batman one, though. You want Batman, Batman Day? I would do that. Yeah, you had to like buy like a really nice Batman outfit, or you then... could rent one. You don't have to yeah. buy one. Oh yeah, good point. That's probably better. But I would just like play pinball or something in my Batman outfit. <laughs> I think that's fun. Dude, that's have you idea. been to that pinball joint in East Rochester? I have not. I've taken you. All right, let's go. On. Is it? Um, they used to have Silver Ball out there. Is it the same owner? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Because they had, they had the Star Trek table that was fucking the shit. They my favorite. My favorite one when I went there, they had the Rescue 911 William Shatner pinball machine. I played that one, yep. That one's a lot of fun. That one's good. That was a lot goofy. of fun. It's very goofy. <laughs> Call the paramedics. <laughs> bling, 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 bling. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got here. Hey, Vinny. I really enjoyed the new uh, Review Girl Jess. She did a really great job. I was wondering, do you have a time frame on when I'm going to be able to see your tits? Is that going to be on Patreon? Is it going to be a certain level I have to be at? I'm just trying to plan ahead, man. All right, thanks. Bye. Don't harass our review girl. Was that bad practice guy? I don't know. <laughs> Sounded like him. What precedents you create? Okay. Uh, I have a creep report, Carl. Yeah, I want to report a creep. Uh, he hosts a podcast called Who Are These Socials? All he does, I think his name is Carl, uh, Blind Mike's cool, but all he does is simp for thoughts pretending to have Tourette's and make fun of kids with Down syndrome Fuck and join the greatest wrestling storyline of all time. God, what a fucking creep. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Did you do that uh, video I said to you on who are these socials? Yes, I did. Yeah, what? that was great. Oh, good. The Instagram reel of that kid freaking out at uh, Royal Rumble. Not Sammy Zayn. Zayn ain't so Sammy. <laughs> yeah. It was, that was really funny when his mom or whatever, like, they're goofing at him because they're filming it. But at the same time, his mom's like, it's going to be all right. I'm not asking you to get over it, but we're, we're going to get through this. Okay. I, got a, I got a voicemail for you, Vinny. All right. Hey, uh, Denhelm here. This is for the uh, fucking creep off. Uh, what the fuck is Italian, Vinny? It's Italian. You don't go to fucking Italy, okay? You're a fucking creep, and you should feel bad. Thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> okay, first of all, you dumb shit. When I say Italian, I'm saying it ironically and sarcastically. My name is Vinny, for Christ's sake. I'm Italian. I say Italian because it's fucking funny, because that's the way my in-laws, people from Alabama down south say it. I say it sarcastically. You're fake Italian. No one's even buying it. Vincenzo Dominic Paulino. Come on. This is for Come the on. creep off. Hello, 
I'm calling to find out where I can find the video where Vinny performed his demonology punishment. Oh, yeah. The punishment that he had to read and be caught reading the demonology book in public. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, this was before Carl drive to Gary, Indiana and yeah. go to church punishment. So, Wonderful. obviously, it must already be up. Right. Vinny would make Carl do his punishments before he fulfilled his, right? Vinny's yeah. done his people's champ after all. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. That's a really good point. Thank you for your call, sir. Whatever happened to that punishment? I just keep forgetting to buy that fucking <laughs> Come on, Vinny. How All long right. ago was this? All right. Hold on a second. I'll do it. I will do it. Um, Carl, where do I need to? Where am I going to go to read it? What do you want me to do with it? T- just tell me what, what the get what the bit is. What do you want? I got I to gotta think about this. I, I want you to go somewhere where people know you. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't th- make you go to your fucking uh, Vikings to go walk around and watch porn. I made you go to a Walmart you never go to. I don't go to any WalMarts. Well, then I got to think about this one. All right, I'll get back to you. But did you order this book yet? No, you should probably order it. All right, all right. What about the tandem bike punishment? We fulfilled that. We one. did at the uh, roast, at the roast, which we I'm, rode I'm that editing thing that video. I'm working on that. Yeah, you'll edit that video by the time I'm done doing the semenology concept. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's going to be done first? That video is to get edited or you're going to drive to Gary? Good question. When are you going to church? That's a good question, too. I was thinking about that. We got we to gotta schedule that. Here's the deal. Nope. Here is the deal, Vinny. The, the only issue I'm having, because I would have done this immediately, because I'm actually kind of looking forward to this a little bit. I, I, I didn't grow up going to church or anything, so I don't know a lot about it. So I'm kind of fascinated by the whole concept. Um, I might be converted. Who knows? Anything could happen. I mean, I had the Scientology network on direct TV and I was agreeing with everything they said. So I'm obviously very suggestible, but um, here's the deal. Sunday mornings is when I work. I get up and the, and I, I get up early and I edit who are these podcasts and get it out before noon every Sunday. So that's like my, I, mean, I work a lot, but that's like one of the times that I have a very important thing that I do. So I'm going to have to figure out how to um, rearrange my schedule. You're too busy for God. Carl, yeah, yeah, you're too busy for God. Yeah, kinda. Oh. <laughs> God can wait. He's been around forever. He'll be around forever. He can wait. All right, Carl. Do you want to do a scum parade? Oh yeah, I like scum parades. All right, let's do one of those. Scum parade, take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Scum parade, Vinnie and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. Scum parade, like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad, soaking up the blood of a cat. Scum parade. Cam critical. <laughs> I already did it. I'm gonna. We got a super chat. Thank you for the five dollars. But I already yeah. jumped into a freezing. You did lake not. Last there was year. no evidence. Yes, that you there jumped was. Into a There's freezing video lake. of me walking. We're still waiting for you to do that. That could have been anyone in a. Uh, Hitman heart shirt. I was dressed as Bam Bam Bigelow. Sir. All right, How dare you? <laughs> All right, Baytown, Texas, Carl. Nobody yep. likes a narc, but an elementary school campus assistant principal was arrested and charged after dropping a bag of cocaine in the employee's bathroom. Only users lose drugs. Agreed. 
Is that a T-shirt? I think so. Yeah. I assumed. Or a terrible bumper sticker that's going to get you pulled over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never talk about how much you enjoy cocaine on your car. I love the people who put like the weed stickers on yeah. the back of the car. It's like, you are not smart. You are an idiot. Uh, she dropped the bag in the Goose Creek uh, Consolidated Independent School District campus. Jessica Trice Sanchez, 40 of Houston, has been charged with possession of a controlled substance in a drug-free zone. Vinny, this is the insane thing to me on this story. Yeah. Have you ever found a bag of cocaine somewhere? No, I have. What you do is you cocaine. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is cocaine. Yeah. What you do is decide this is now mine. You don't tell people. You don't alert anyone of what's happened. You just keep it for yourself. Right. So here's the fun part. A staff member found the cocaine and alerted the school's principal. What an asshole. Can you believe this shit? And number one, honey, you're the vice principal. You got an office. You don't need to go to the bathroom to go do lines when you have an office. What an asshole! Stupid. That's true. That's a good point. The campus police department began the investigation. Alert Sanchez dropped the cocaine in the bathroom. Police said she also had additional cocaine in her vehicle. How much are they paying this woman? <laughs> I'm very Too much. Dude, I, I do pretty well. I don't have cocaine in multiple locations. <laughs> I don't have coke money laying around. I don't have wow. a, I don't have stashes. Wow, that's impressive. I uh, I hosted a poker game at my house yesterday. I did very well, but not two different places to put my coke. Well, and one of them isn't the fucking glove box, <laughs> dummy. All right, Carl. I don't know if I ever told you this. You've met my cousin Jim, yeah? Yeah. Jim is a lawyer who deals with these particular next type of cases we're going to talk about. And I got some interesting insight into this. We're going to get to Okay. a Russian hacker network has published online naked photos of cancer patients, which they stole from a hospital network after they refused to pay a ransom. Naked cancer patients. This isn't quite the fappening, is it? Not this, exactly. is not, this is not exciting. I'm not Googling this. It's more like the saddening. <laughs> You're and right. Go, yeah, this is not anything anyone wants to see. This is really not uh, a great thing to have happen. The Lehigh Valley Health Network, a Pennsylvania-based consortium. Hey, uh, bad hospitals. news, Bill. You know you have cancer? Yeah, yeah, that is bad news. Everybody's oh, laughing no. at your small oh, dick. Also, everyone's <laughs> seen your small dick. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's the cancer. It was cold. <laughs> The cancer was eating my dick. <laughs> it's cold in the waiting rooms. Oh, God. So this <laughs> Pennsylvania-based concern has 13 hospitals and 28 healthcare centers. Said the hackers' actions uh, were unconscionable. On February 6th, the company said they found unauthorized activity on the computer networks and alerted law enforcement. A month later, the hackers issued a statement saying they'd been in your network for a long time and it had assessed patient passports questionnaires, personal data, and nude photos. Now, the lewd fo nude photos, the folks from the hospital have declared that they were clinically appropriate. Like they weren't upskirts. Like <laughs> well, yeah, staff. I would hope. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but they were basically photographs of cancer patients <laughs> receiving radiation oncology treatment. And they publicized all this on the dark web after they wouldn't pay a ransomware uh fee which basically. is hilarious i i gotta say i would pitch this it's pretty good prank funniest russian hackers that would be a good tv show i would watch that wait until you see what vladimir downloaded from the hospital on next week's funniest russian hackers oh my god it's gonna be wacky so 
they were warned a bunch of times. They had noticed that someone had gotten into their network and they didn't do anything about it. They found unauthorized activity on their networks. They said they alerted law enforcement, but a month later, hackers issued a statement saying they'd been in your network for a long time and accessed the patient's passports, questionnaires, personal data, and the nude photos, like I said. So the information is all out on the dark web. It's not just naked photos of cancer patients. It's like your personal data. And a lot of what's going on right now there's lots of these ransomware attacks and they're hitting schools. They're hitting hospitals and public works and then private public works. Right. Because they're really fucked if personal data gets out. So these people have been paying it. And from what I'm understanding is the trend at the moment is all of these corporations are saying, go fucking pound sand and not paying. Right. We'll never negotiate with terrorists. Where does that, where is that going to get you? They're just going to say, okay, now we need even more. Now it's not my grandma's more. fucking cooch on the dark web. Isn't it though? It, it might, might be. be. It might be. It might be. Either way, this is pretty fucking crazy. This is the world we live in, man. There is, there is no such thing as cybersecurity. Anything could be hacked. That is true. That is very, very true. Now I'm going to get a ton of fucking angry emails from people who are in IT. There is cybersecurity, Carl. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. So, like, from what I understand, this shit happens multiple times a day. Sure. For big corporations. All day long, every day. Yep. What I heard is if it's Bitcoin, it's North Korea. Oh, they're yeah. Stealing the Bitcoin. That's what North Korea is. They don't have there. fucking electricity in North Korea. What do you mean that they're fucking stealing Bitcoin? That's what they're doing. That's bullshit. How, yeah. I don't you, buy you that. See, for you a see second. a rocket go up? That was someone's fucking big. That was someone's fucking crypto wallet. I don't buy that for a second. Okay. A hundred year old grandmother had been beheaded by her own grandson who used an axe to carry out the gruesome killings, Carl. Sounds like someone was a really shitty grandmother. <laughs> Certainly was. <laughs> the victim blaming uh, Stinger. Yeah, where is... We need that immediately. <laughs> need that. that would just come right in handy right now. <laughs> right, Jackie will do. I'll take it. Cops are yet to determine the motive for the horrifying murder, but a relative told German newspaper that Chemical Werther, the grandson whose, name, whose last name is not mentioned, they just goes by Arthur, was considered the black sheep of the family. Uh, another source said the pair had fought a lot about money in the past. Now, he called the police and turned himself in. When the cops showed up, they found the bloody axe and arrested him. During the reconstruction of the autopsy, coroners found that the blows of the axe were carried out from behind and to her cervical cord. He just fucking whoosh right to the back of the head with the axe. They needed an autopsy. To figure out the cause of death on this one, Vinny. Her so, head was no longer attached. You don't need an autopsy for that one. Well, you don't know if it was a drug, if it was fentanyl or COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know. They're checking yeah, to make yeah, sure it wasn't anything. COVID. Uh, a neighbor of a murdered of the murdered woman said, we had good contact before her death. She told me that her grandson had already broken into the apartment through the balcony and wanted to steal her money. So basically, this is just a shitty kid who grandma apparently had a lot of money that she had stored up and she wasn't dishing it out as freely as she used to. Well, they're trying to determine a motive for this. And I guess it was money, but also, I mean, it's fun beheading in a 100 year old woman. It, you know, usually like if you were to try to take my head off, yeah, it's going to take a while. It's it like, might take a minute. It'll take, take a little bit of time. It'll take a couple of swings. Yeah. A grandma. It's like just taking a hot knife through a piece of paper. It's just, yeah, right through. exactly. It's a low effort, a lot of fun. 
By the way, do you want to go to Axes and Ales after this, Vinny? You and me? You ever been to that place? Can we go to pinball first? Pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go have a fun day. There was a song. Okay. I, I don't know if you know this. There was a song written about this grandmother in Germany. Oh, is there? Yeah. And how great the, the food that she makes is. Oh, a man let's carl let's go to montgomery alabama shall okay. we a man who is illegally in the united states has been indicted on nearly a dozen charges after allegedly killing a woman and her child then dismembering and mutilating their bodies sounds to me like someone needed to catch an alien Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall announced an 11 count indictment Tuesday against Jose Paulino Pascal Reyes. Interesting. All right. You know this guy? Nope. 37 <laughs> years old. He's accused of killing his living girlfriend, Sandra Vasquez Seha, and her juvenile son, Omar Galagas Vasquez, according to the Tallapoosa Sheriff's Department. Now, Reyes faces nine counts of capital murder and two counts of abuse of a corpse. Uh, this case was opened after a 12-year-old girl was found walking alone on the night of August 1st. She led investigators to the horrific discovery. This is... Uh-oh. Uh did, did, did you just freeze in real life? Dude, my <laughs> shit, half of my story disappeared. I'm in the studio with video, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, shit, I think he's just actually froze. No, I looked at That's not a Wi-Fi thing. just got fucked up. So... Vinny's brain... <laughs> Vinny, watch this. Ready? Yeah. So this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy that we talked about who chained the girl to the bed and she got out. Yes. So they found out that he had murdered the girlfriend and also the juvenile son, as yeah. well as kept this girl hostage at the house. So he kept her tied to the bedpost for nearly a week during the time when she was assaulted. She was kept in a drug state through the use of alcohol. <laughs> so if he's convicted now, he's going to face the death penalty uh, and, a and a sentence of life imprisonment without parole for each of the nine charges of capital murder. <laughs> now, when we first did the story, we didn't know that this guy was illegally in the U.S. And uh, we didn't know that the brother was murdered. So that is actually what we call a creep update. Stop it. Yes, sir. I agree. And I'll Mr. never Trump. do it again. I agree. I'll never do a creep update again. Sorry, everybody. Wrong. Stop, stop it. They're not sending their best over here, Vinny. That's what I've been told. Build a wall around Montgomery. I don't know. Carl, this has been a great show. I've had it so has much been. fun. I, I want to point out Tucker had a pretty funny uh, comment on there about how he has uh, photos of me in a cow bikini. Oh. And he wants $50,000. I think I'm going to have to pay it. I have Carl Cowbikini picks paid $50,000 when I release them. I might have to pay that. Was it $50,000 or $500,000? I don't uh, know. We'll have to negotiate it down either way. It looks like $50,000. He should have gone for $500,000. I'd pay to not see those pictures again. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I contribute. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yes. That's the end of the scope parade. And that means it's time to read your reviews with our new review girl, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hello. I think my hey. microphone's working this time. It's working. Yes. It is. Yes. Welcome That's all that matters. Tony to Tony did not let that go. <laughs> he oh, kept no. telling me about it. I was like, I know, I know. Well, some 
Did you tell reviews. him he's a fat retard? Because no, that would be my company. Did you tell him all his friends that he podcasts with are dorks? <laughs> I'm one of those people. Oh, welcome uh, to the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> welcome back. Glad to have you back. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, got some listen, good stuff today. You do. I, I saw yeah. that we actually got some reviews in this week. I so, know. Uh, lay them on us. Let's hear what all people right. have to say. First one comes from Negvia from Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Neither host is wine drunk or female or female passing. Don't listen. I got I got titties. <laughs> okay. Carla and Vinay don't drink wine. Do the bare minimum of research and don't even read Wikipedia verbatim. They don't even have the gall to criticize. They, no, they even have the gall to criticize real true crime podcasts that do. Very disappointing. She. That's, that's, a, that's a great review. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Bravo. We, we need to be more wine drunk on this show than <laughs> we were just talking about how that's a problem. Oh, right. Make up your mind. Yeah, wine drunk is not nope. fun. Uh all right. <laughs> so next one comes from Lord Gray Fox, Apple Podcasts. Five stars, King of the Creeps. It's not bad. Uh decent show. <laughs> This one I don't like. Decent okay. show. I give the review girl three episodes before the host, Creepy Carl, gets her to post nudes. I, I've never requested nudes from a review girl. This is a false narrative. I think it was planted <laughs> by Chad Zumach. This narrative. I swear to you, I would laugh so hard if that was the angle that Chad took. I would laugh. Oh, that so would actually hard. be pretty funny. Yeah. I would be laughing and laughing. He's not smart laughing. enough to do that. All right. Next don't let, one. Don't oh. let anybody harass you, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. If if anyone's harassing you, including the host, you come to me and let me know about it. <laughs> okay. I'll take care of it. Okay. Go to Fisker Whisker. He's the creep off commissioner. <laughs> oh, is that what it is now? Yeah. Okay. This one is the uh I don't know who sent it. It just says five stars. I think is this the person's name? Carl's Clubfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Carl's Clubfoot. Yeah. Okay. He's in our um, Discord. A show about creeps by creeps for creeps. I don't. I read this one. It has so many big words that my brain can't handle it. I'm like, all right, let's try it. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. Have you ever listened? Review girls justice with that. I can't read words. I can't read big words. I can read words. Okay. Have you ever listened to a true crime podcast and thought this show needs more victim blaming, blaming jokes about infanticide and tips to criminals on how to evade authorities? Well, then you're in luck. The crime, the creep off is an irreverent take on the true crime genre with a twist that turns heinous headlines into deranged competition. If you are the type of person who doesn't shy away from gallows, gallows humor, then check it out. Just remember to bleach bit your Zoom player after listening. Otherwise, you might end up on the FBI watch list. That's a great uh, review. I like that one. And you got through it very well. Carl I did. Up, but thank you. That was very, very good, Carl's Club Foot. That's actually the greatest. That's the greatest summation of the show I've it ever really read. It really is. Yeah. In fact, that's our new intro. I'm going to fucking make that the description <laughs> of the show. There yeah. you go. Perfect. All right. Jessica, you got any more? Uh, no, but I do have a Reddit post that I found interesting. Yeah, please. Ah, what's going on on it's our just, Reddit? It's just a random post that I found. It just says it's from uh, deeply unappreciated, unprincipled. Deeply unprincipled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. deeply unprincipled. He's a good yeah. guy. He posted, I can't post any of it here, but if you wish to lose the will to live, check out r slash Zootopia porn, an entire sub of Zootopia characters doing terrible, terrible things. 
That's what's they... going on on our Reddit. That's what's going on. This was posted yesterday. Subreddit surfing uh, topic I'm for you there. I'm right the fuck off of YouTube with that. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, God. People are making like Disney. Yeah. Okay. Of course, people are making there are Disney people like that in this character world. cartoon porn. Weird. That's all right. All I have. Listen, I'm not the kind of person who judges others. So I, I always say live and let live to each their own. Hey, Michael C coming with $5. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael C. Vinny is going to pull a Vince McMahon. And once he's harassed her, he's going to say, didn't I tell you not to let them harass you? Didn't I tell you not to let them harass you? Um, Then I'm going to be like, you're fired. You're very <laughs> bad. Oh, um, Jess, great job. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, of thank course. you. Um, this has been one hell of an episode, Carl. We've done it all, but we got to remind everybody vote and read it this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vote for who you brought the uh, creepiest Irish person. Now, listen, pal, on our subreddit. Here's what I need you to do. Where's before- our website? Is that ever going to come back? One of these days. Okay. What I need you to do before you leave this room is go post that. I need you to post it right now. The the um the poll. The poll, yeah, I yeah. can do that. Yeah, do that before you leave. Get in okay. the habit. All right. Because I want the poll open in a couple of minutes. I want you guys watching to be able to go vote. So you sound confident for some reason, Vinny. What are you what are you up to? Are you trying to steal the vote again? I just don't want to listen to Alex bitch about having to post it because you forget to. I know. I'm the worst. Is this the 2020 election all over again? Are you planning on stealing this no. election from me, Vinny? No. You sound very confident Folks. about this. Guys. Folks. A vote for Vinny is a vote for Joe Biden. Do not vote Why for Vinny. <laughs> Don't tell the people that. <laughs> Don't tell the people that. Jessica's not understanding the connection there. Yes. I'm not even. Uh, uh, sure. I have no idea what I'm doing. Do, what I'm do it for about. the Irish people. I don't That's know. right. I'm vote Irish. For Vin- if you're Irish, vote for Vinny. <laughs> so also, one vote the, fact for that, the fact that Cardiff was a potato is very fitting for this episode. Oh, yeah. Good point. We had a special (laughs) guest potato uh, for our Ireland episode. Uh, All right. Connect that. Well, folks, uh, we're going to be back with a bonus episode on Wednesday. And let me tell you something. I have Pedophile Hunter Theater ready to go. Excellent. This one's fun. This one is uh, a lot of fun. You're going to find out what happens when you invite a nine-year-old to come meet you at your job. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound good at a tractor supply store. Oh no. <laughs> it's uh it's a real fun one. It's not even a rec center or something like no. the, a place you wouldn't invite a nine-year-old no. to go to. Okay. Why why are you just hanging out with this nine-year-old and fucking by the carburetors? I'm selling her drugs, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> just paying a hooker. All right. I gotta go, folks. We gotta get out of here. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, no Jessica. problem. Gagia. Mm-hmm.